and welcome to Success at Scale, the podcast that covers business stories from experienced entrepreneurs and startup founders on how to translate business ideas into business results. I'm your host, Greg Stein, and today we're going to talk with Brandon Cooper, who's a good friend and co-founder and CEO of AFID. Brandon has over 15 years experience in information technology marketing and over six years of technical support He's a former uh, senior technology advisor to Apple. I mean, this guy's done it all. Brandon specializes in artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, blockchain technology, and so much more. I'm so excited to talk to you today, Brandon. Thank you so much for being here. So why don't we just start by telling us a little bit about you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, very much appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, uh, born and raised, went to Michigan State University for marketing. I uh, did three years. It wasn't for me. Uh, so uh, one of the college dropout stories. And um, I moved to Georgia for a little while. And I worked for Apple uh, for seven years as a senior technology advisor, as you just mentioned. And, um, you know, I, I got into computers when I was young. My, my uncle introduced me into computers when I was very, very young. Um, but I just really put it in the back burner at that particular time, I, I did a lot of things in between network marketing, things that really got me into self-development, but I'm just, I'm, I'm a nomad kid, man. I, I, I moved around a lot as a kid and here I am. Nomad kid, college dropout, worked at Apple. I mean, poof, you got a lot going on in there, man. Tell us, yeah. tell us more about how I, you went from being a nomad kid to <laughs> working at Apple and, and doing all the yeah. things that you're doing now. Yeah, Apple was a great experience for me. I learned uh, to, I mean, it's a big tech company, right? And I mean, they pretty much dominate the smartphone market, right? Um, everyone has an iPhone and uh, to see how things happen behind the scenes gives you the introspective into how they run a company, right? And um, a lot of those things that I learned from, because uh, I did hardware and software support. So I, I helped train people. Uh, I was a manager and things like that. So it was a great experience for me, uh, but they, they were working me like a dog, man. And, um, so I, and I just like, I just sat on my desk and I was like, man, I, would Elon Musk be sitting here? You know, would, um, you know, would Einstein or Tesla be sitting here? And it was just time for me to go and, uh, take a leap. I've always been an entre a serial entrepreneur at heart. And, um, that's what led me to create AFIT is how, tired I was of working. And there are many, many Americans in the world who are tired of working. So um, created the company AFIT. And um, tell us what AFIT is, what AFIT does, man. So curious. Yes. Uh, so if you, I'm a big analogy guy. Um, if you've seen the matrix where Neo, he downloaded the fighting style when he didn't know how to fight. Right. Uh, we've invented a way for people to leverage digital bots to work on their behalf and download information and skill sets into a digital form where now multiple versions of you can work on the internet to try to make you money. Because wow. um, what happens is in, in day-to-day -day lives, we work at a job, we clock in, we clock out, but this limits the amount of time and money that you can earn because you have to be there. But if you're putting yourself into a digital form, this now allows you to be omnipresent and allows you to be ubiquitous where now you have 30 gregs, 25 gregs, 15 gregs 
all sitting in a queue waiting for a task and you're basically sitting behind it to nurture it and uh, to make it smarter over time. So it increases the chances of you making money. And the beauty about what we're building is you don't have to know any code. So all of these skill sets and these bots that I'm talking about, you'll be able to go to a marketplace and buy pre-existing bots from the developers that create them. And uh, it's turnkey, plug and play. Uh, no tech experience is required at all for you to potentially earn money uh, in the ecosystem as well as save time. So let's rewind again. How, how do you get into something like this, right? I mean, yeah. you know, this is this is really flipped out stuff. I mean, uh, and yeah. by the way, for anybody that's listening, 30 Gregs is frightening, okay? <laughs> that is absolutely frightening. Let's not do that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but how does something like this come about? And, yeah. you know, tell us kind of the story behind it. Like any great musician, uh, and I see you have a ton of equipment, obviously. Um, yeah. A lot of great songs come from some type of pain or suffering or experience, not necessarily in a bad way, but just could be a learning experience, could be a failed relationship or whatever it may be. And in my particular case, that pain was um, not just my own pain, but people around me who, you know, fought traffic and they're at home and two, three kids running around and they're doing homework. And before you know, it's time to go to bed and you just rinse and repeat. And it's like, who's controlling all of his time. Right. The average person spends 90,000 hours at a job over a lifetime, 90,000 hours. That's nuts. When you, and, uh, wow. yeah. And no one has had the balls to try to disrupt the nine to five workforce. And right. I, uh, since I was 19, I've always wanted to disrupt the nine to five workforce. Cause I remember being in the, I kid you not. I was in second grade, just looking around at the other students like, what are we, what are we doing here? And that's not a knock on school, but I just, you know, when people just kind of, you know, just get in line and just, just do what is in front of them and not really push the boundaries and question how things are done, we'll never be able to push forward. Right. I mean, if I showed, uh, I love one of my quotes is, uh, you know, what's an iPhone to a caveman. If I showed a, a, a caveman, <laughs> an iPhone, uh, or uh, during uh, the medieval times, they're like, you know, off with his head, right? It stone me to death. <laughs> really? Uh, you know, you, you're creating something uh, like a, like television or radio, right. controlling things. They look, look at it as witchcraft. Right. Uh, but, you know, we take those things for granted um, you know, in society today. So it really, that came about for me working myself. And I was, I was just tired, man. I, I took leaves and... Uh, it's not a knock. I think it's any company. It's, it's a reason why people leave jobs every three years for the most part. I, I you know, not that that's not the exact data, but just give or take after about three years, people kind of looking for the next thing because there's, there's no such thing as a, uh, a good job unless you love what you do. Like if you're a teacher and you love to teach, that's a great job. But right. if you're somewhere and you don't love what you do, that's no, that's not living life. You're, you probably died a long time ago, even though you're living, but you, you're probably, you know, you've been dead for a long time. So this is an awakening moment to give people their time back to figure themselves out. Cause people don't like the pandemic because it forced them to look in the mirror and say, who am I? Right. Who is my, who is my wife? Who is my husband? Who is my, right. 
Right. And people don't like that. They like the distraction. So they have an excuse to, to not go after their goals and dreams. Yeah, yeah. no, that's spot on. I mean, listen, you got to look from within, you know, uh, first, right. And Correct. I think the, the pandemic definitely gave a lot of people this radical awakening of like, wait a second, hold on. What's really going on here? What am yeah. I really doing? What am I really about? Right. Um, which in, in one respect. I mean, look, the pandemic's been a horrible thing for a lot of people, but in another respect, it's been great to see people wake up and, you know, really get down to their core of what they're trying to do and accomplish. Right. So so I hear you on that, man. Now, let me ask you this. And we did a podcast not that long ago with a good friend, Jeff Forden. And he said, he said, AFID is the future of AI. Well, before we even get to that comment, right? Like, what what's going on in the world of AI right now? And then what's the future of AI? Yeah, right now there's Alexa and Siri. It's uh, in terms of how customers are using it. They're used to it and they rely on it. Alexa's running in the house, play this song and, uh, you know, what's the weather? So that's that's our people are, are getting warmed up into AI. But the average person isn't really controlling how that AI is really working. It's, it's working on its own from the development of said company. So if it's Apple or Siri, they're using that data to analyze it and say, okay, how do we make it smarter when they, I didn't know the answer. How do I get to know it the, the very next time? So that's right. where we are in society right now in terms of AI. Everyone uses AI every day, but it's mm-hmm. just not, in front of your face outside of Alexa and Siri for the most part. Um, and in the future, it, you can see with Amazon, they, they, they've put a lot of money and resources into the robotics of their warehouses where uh, everything in there um, is moving with these robots. And they have the humans in there. They have the people in there to help correct certain things. But for the most part, as, as more and more systems are, are built, there, there are going to be a lot of jobs that are going to be at stake. And it's yeah. alarming number. I mean, some people predict, uh, you know, 800 million people could be affected by the year 2030. And um, these are large numbers when you think about it and what that looks like. So I think most things are going to be semi-supervised or, you know, where you have people that are learning the machines and working the machines. Uh, is what's going to happen. The very, very greedy companies, they're going to get as much research. Because you got to think, we as people complain too damn much. Everything is about, um, you know, I don't feel like coming in. There, there is no call in sick for a robot. And guess what said company thinks about that? That's perfect. That means I'm operating around the clock and I don't have to worry about it being sick. And if the machine goes down, then I can fix it. It's a lot cheaper. So that's, you know, so what we're doing with AFIT is, um, I don't don't like using words like attempt or what we plan to do. What we are doing is disrupting that singularity event where robots take over completely. And uh, I I believe that robots have to take take our jobs in order for us to get our time back. We just should get paid for the ones that we control. And that's the, that's the sauce for, for us over here in our backyard. So, Brandon, we talked about the future of AI, right? AFID, you know, as Jeff said, it sounds like it's the future of AI to me. Yeah. But how do you see companies 
you know, benefiting from and linking AI to machine learning and blockchain. Like, you know, there's all these different yeah. technologies that are out there, but like, and even Web3 for that matter, how does it all kind of yeah. come together? Yeah, everything really comes down to data and it's in the, the data science realm, which is pretty foreign to a lot of people. But ultimately, the data of, or how machine learning and deep learning works, um, you can think of. So let me let me backtrack. AI is at the top and then you have subsets. You have machine learning and then you have deep learning. AI is the computer acting as if it's a human, but it's artificial. It isn't real. It's just what the programmer is told it what to do. So it's like, if this happens, then that happens, which is using decision trees. And that's how you program on the AI level, but it's very, very limited at that level. And then machine learning is learning from data. So data is king. Data is the new oil. The companies are looking for is data. Advertisers, data. Companies who want to sell data to advertisers. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, that's, that's, you know, what they're looking for. Um, so machine learning is taking the data, analyzing that, and then spitting out some type of output. So computers learn from the information that's ingested to it. They have to turn it into text and then they take that and then whatever is programmed, it makes a decision. And uh, a good example of machine learning could be, uh, as I mentioned, like Alexa and say, okay, what would you like instead if you don't want Italian, do you want seafood? Now it's learning your behavior. So next time it's going to recommend seafood first over Italian, right? Uh, that's, that's an example of machine learning. And then deep learning is very similar to the human brain. where We have neurons in our brain that are connected and talk to each other through synapses and everything. Um, so deep learning is where it's, it's more on autopilot. You can have machine learning on autopilot if, if it's unsupervised, meaning the human isn't behind it anymore. It's just they've it's just learning from the data that's ingested to it. But deep learning is really getting to the roots of it and, and, and thinking on its own. Um, and, and you can look at uh, there's a game called Go and there has the most possibilities of any game that's been created. And um the, the best players in the world playing Go can no longer beat the computer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's become a supercomputer. And that, that was with Google and DeepMind of what they were doing in, during those trials. So it's now reached a point where it, as it continues to play the game, it's going to figure it out. And, um, you know, whether it be Pac-Man or whatever you want to play, uh, you won't beat a computer once it gets to a certain level. Um, so... Uh, you mentioned about how companies are going to be integrating it. They're just looking for data. They're going to take that data and figure out how can we best monetize it. Yes. And web web three, web three, I think the, the breakthrough for web three is going to be in healthcare, real estate. Those are the industries that our companies are going to grasp to, I think first the metaverse and everything else is cool. Uh, gaming is uh, has reached a new height now where people were made fun of for playing games all day and now people are making 100 grand a month playing games so they're not, they're not the the corny nerd anymore they're now the the cool person who's making a lot of money doing what they love uh, right. so it's it's interesting to see how times have changed well it's changing rapidly which brings me to another really important question i mean you know i don't care how much you know or don't know 
you got to really stay on your game every day and, and be learning. Right. I mean, it, it doesn't right. matter, you know, how much, you know, or don't. And, you know, so I guess, where do you get more information? Where are you learning about things and, and how do you stay up on the times on a daily hourly basis? It's technology is a very tough field because I mean, if you take two, three months off and you come back, it's like, you know, what in the, what in the hell's going on? Right. Um, but yeah, books, books, uh, um, you, you want to stay current too. I think there are a lot of great books that talk about the essence of the genesis of certain industries like machine learning and such, which are cool, but it's important to start modern for someone who's looking to learn in the books. And of course there's, there's a slew of information on the internet uh, about machine learning, uh, about deep learning. Google has a lot of different resources, but we as at AFIT are working on our own learning academy that we're going to have in the ecosystem too, uh, where people will be able to learn. Uh, so uh, Mike on our team has our enterprise and he's going to be putting that out really, really soon uh, to get the resources for people. So they don't feel as naked when they, when they come into it and not, not, not as afraid. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, all right. All right. So we, we talked all about work. I'm going to get personal for a second. How do you, how do you balance all of this? You're, you're working hard, man. You're doing some great things. And we talked about burnout earlier, right? Yeah. But how do you avoid burnout and what you're doing now? I, I get that you love what you do, but how do you, how yeah. do you avoid it? How do you find balance? It's tough. It's really me personally. It's in, it's really in my blood. I have my days, of course, it's a roller coaster. No two days are the same. It makes you question your sanity because at, at one o'clock you're like, Oh man, this didn't go through with this investor. And you're mad at God and all these different things. And then three o'clock you get a great call and then something happens and you're like, yeah, life is wonderful. And you're like, yeah, you're psychotic. Right. <laughs> uh, right. Some, something's wrong with you. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a balancing act. I know for me, I have a great team. Um, I, I tell them leverage too. I say, listen, we, you don't have to do it to get it done. It's just about getting it done. And I always treat my team like partners and not uh, as subordinates or employees. It, of course, you you know you have to you have certain moments where you have to build Belichick it in the in the locker room and. Uh, say, you know, kind of pull people aside and everything too. That's just a part of being the captain and the coach, but time leveraging, uh, using tools to, to manage things. And then knowing when to shut it off. Uh, I've had many, many years where I just, I can go till three in the morning, easy, like nobody's business. They, you know, like you're, you're a machine, man, but you know, it's, it's really about having that balance and, and exploring to, I had, I had, when I was younger, I would work, 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 work. You know, I was doing some entrepreneurial things like network marketing, whatever. And but I didn't have any leisure time, and and co- I did it in college. I just didn't. Maybe I could have had a lot more fun then, but I sacrificed a lot. And then I understood as I got older to say, all right, well, go swimming, go travel, do these things in between. But when you do it, use it as a reward and a treat for hard work. To you where you decompress and know how to turn it off. And if you don't recharge and because you, you can sleep, sleep well. And there are people like Elon or whoever, they, they, they have five, six hours of sleep and that no longer works for me. Um, I do have my nights. If I need to stay up, I'll stay up. No, but, man, sleep is important. I, I mean, 
I hear all of this stuff like, you know, uh, these these superhumans that they don't need sleep and, you know, all these wacky things that they do. But let's just call a spade a spade. As far out there as this technology is, we are still humans. Right. (laughs) And we perform better when we sleep better. Right. So uh, to me, it's you got to find that balance, I think. Yeah. And I think and I think sleep technology is something that really isn't talked about, but there are certain devices that people can wear on their wrist and it can wake them up at a certain time. So let's say you want to get up at eight. Getting shocked by alarm clock is extremely unhealthy for your heart. I mean, it's like, you know, going into shock and people are, you're getting shocked five days a week going to work. Um, so you know, over a course of how many years, right. You, you're working a, a, a long time and, and retirement is really, really high, a lot different than it used to be. But um, yeah, sleep technology, uh, you know, meditation and people underst- understand their brain activity. I'm yeah. big on that too. So the the neuroscience behind brain activity, like your when your brain is in theta, your brain is in delta, alpha state, and then how to use binaural beats and certain things to change how your body feels or how your body is reacting or what you need to, what frequency you need to listen to for certain concentration. Um, and I, I put my team on game about it too. And they've utilized some of these methods and it helps them stay focused when they need to stay focused or relax when they need to relax. Genius. So look, man, it, it's a crazy time out there. It's really a crazy time. Things are changing rapidly. You're redefining the future of, of AI as we talked about, you know, but like what kind of practical advice would you give to someone right now who's either struggling out there or who is reinventing themselves or redefining or, or finding ways to thrive during these times, what kind of advice, you know, just in, in the way that they operate or the way that they think about the world right now, would you give to them? Everything. My advice would be firstly, everything is an illusion. Um, time is an illusion. It's the reason why we don't see the time or clocks in our dream. It's just not real. A lot of, we, we created a lot of things as humans that make it seem like they're real, like laws and calendars. It, it helps us measure things, right? But ultimately someone is man created in a way. Um, so if you look at everything as an illusion and kind of look at it to where the world revolves around you, because it, it does, people say it doesn't, but I mean, once once your power goes out, you're out of here. You see nothing. The world continues without you, but I mean, your world is, as far as we know, you're, when you're out of here, you're out of here. Right. But energy does pass on and, you know, you might come back a goldfish or a duck. We don't know. Who knows? <laughs> well, I, uh, a goldfish or a duck yeah. would be nice. I, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Uh, I, 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 I do, I do believe, know. I do believe the, the rich jerks definitely come back resurrected in uh, third world countries as as poor um karmic energy type of thing um so i'm I'm a real big on energy but the, the best thing a person can do that's struggling and having it could be financial hardship or whatever it may be yeah you have you have to meditate and um if your energy isn't centered you're it's, it's like a magnet and right now people have a dirty magnet that uh, isn't attracting the right thing or isn't attracting at all because the magnet is dirty per se. Right. Um, so you have to like clean it through meditation. And, um, once you've mastered 
your energy and balanced out your energy and your chakras and your body, then you will start to attract the things that will start to feel like things that are falling in your lap. Um, but you, you have to learn how to turn things off. Uh, social media can, can be a, a very bad thing because you're balancing. We already have 70,000 thoughts in a day. And then you're adding on the people on social media to your brain and you're trying to figure out why you have mental health issues. It's because you're taking in all of these thoughts and now it's overwhelming your brain. Um, and, and I'm sure a lot of different documentaries and books are going to be coming out really soon in the correlation of social media and mental health issues. I, I think that's really key. And then lastly, uh, the company you keep, uh, the circle. I mean, m- my circle is um, a lot of my, I'm, I'm in a different state than, you know, the circle I have, but I mean, I, I've been kind of, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles, so I'm really in a layer of um, on my own. I'm in my own realm right now. And it's allowed me to, uh, to, to, be the mad scientist like Nikola Tesla and, and stay focused and do what I need to do. Uh, see, that's really important. I think the word you keep using though, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's the word focus. You, you've said it throughout the course yeah. of our conversation today. And I, I think there's something to be said for that, right? Focus on people, focus on your, your, your karma, even focus on your, you know, the way that you work and, and, you know, the way you structure your, your day and your life and um, your meditation, even, I mean, all of this, it's about focus, if I'm not mistaken. Did I get that right? Yeah, it's definitely about focus. And uh, for business owners, it's a lot about um, stamina and endurance. You're trying to motivate a team who isn't the, or uh, employees who aren't the creator of it. They're not going to wake up uh, to the beat of the drum that you do, right? You created that company. You're going to have the most passion and excitement about it. A great leader can instill that vision in employees and in a team to keep them motivated to go. Cause it's extremely hard. Um, people have a lot going on at home, but I think endurance is really important for people because at the first sign of issues, there's no like conflict resolution for any of these problems that arise left and right family members pulling you down or, you know, subtle things that just so there's so many, those illusions that are distracting you from the the actual target. So what do you do when you get kicked down, right? You, you, you have a bad day, something breaks, doesn't work the way it's supposed to, you know, something just doesn't work right. Like, what do you do? How do you get up off the mat? Yeah, I think it's a combination. It it depends on the day. Some days, you know, it's my partner who's been a, a great crutch for me. Uh, some days it it could be just, man, let me just spend time with my son. My son, he's seven. Uh, there you go. Take him yep. to the park and uh, things like that. I, I see the value in uh, family and all of these things that I wanted 10 years ago. I just, I don't have a care for them anymore. Um, you know, cause life is, it really is short. And the best thing you can do is, is just, uh, instill and inspire people. That's the most important thing to me is just, you know, talking to kids and, um, telling them to, you know, go out there and leap, take, take risks, talking to my friends and family, hey, take risk. Uh, don't play it safe, right? Like it, you'll bounce back. If, especially if you don't have kids, you really have to take risk. It's a lot harder to take risk when you have uh, family to feed and, you know, certain things you can't do anymore. 
Um, so, you know, that timing matters too. Absolutely. So Brandon, let, let's go back to you. Uh, your biggest passion, uh, just in general, whether it's at work or at home, what, what's that? What's your biggest passion? Creativity. I love inventing. Um, there's no shortage of inventions in my brain. I need to get a tinfoil hat. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I'm telling, but yeah, I mean, I, I wish I so I have some testimonies from people around me. And like, I'll say something, and immediately the next day, I was just talking to uh, my fiance about it, and I said, "Yeah, Toys R Us should do X, Y, Z, and blah, blah, blah." Talking about like how they could come back and do, it. and then the next day, boom, it the story broke about how they want to put them in the, um, I think the not Macy's, Macy's right? Macy's. Yeah. I think yeah. Macy's. it was just, it was just the next day. And then, I, and then I was talking about a blockchain phone. I was like, well, phones need to go here and, uh, need to have a smartphone, but it needs to be blockchain where the information is, you know, decentralized next day, Solana announced that they were coming out with the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so these type of things, but it's because of my magnet, my ma- I, I'm, and this isn't, this is, I'm not an egotistical person. I just, I'm talking about how I train my magnet is so intense. It's, it's almost instant, uh, with, with things that happen around me. I have some stories, man. It just, I don't want for time's sake, but yeah, some incredible stories of, uh, energy and the things I've been able to attract and it can always go the other way too. It could go negative too. If, uh, if you have that particular vibration under the hood is what happens is what Bruce Lipton says is the subconscious is only the subconscious is responsible for 95% of the show. The conscious is only responsible for 5%. So people have dream boards and all these things and it never happens. Like what's wrong because of subconscious, everything that happened until you were about seven years old has programmed pre-programmed your life of your vibration, like a tape recorder in the back. So the only way to reprogram it at night is to enter the theta state. It doesn't have to be at night. It could be in the morning, but it's in between when you're sleeping awake. Thomas Edison actually did this. He would have metal balls in his hand. He would fall asleep and then the metal balls would fall into the pan and it would wake him up. And this modern day, you can use an alarm, but basically you keep yourself in between sleep and awake. And he said, all of the answers are in that particular state. And it is the most profound thing I've ever heard because it's, you know, you're not taught these things on subconscious and, and, and conscious, right? You, you don't know the game you're playing and you're trying to figure out why things aren't working in your behalf or why the certain part of the world controls all of the money and the resources because they, they figured out the, the playbook and uh, they don't want you to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Brandon, I mean, you, you've gotten so deep and so profound in this conversation. I mean, it, it it's so awesome that you're able to to join us today. I mean, everything from the future of AI to the power of focus to understanding the the um, the sleep and awake you know path. And I mean, there's just so much here. I I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, you got to come back. We got to go deeper on this. This is. This has been just awesome. Uh, I love your energy. I love your clean magnet. Uh, (laughs) And and quite frankly, that force field around you is is contagious and is pretty awesome. And uh, I'm glad it brought us together today. But uh, let me just ask you one last question. Where can listeners find you and AFID online? How do we connect with you? How do we learn more? 
Yeah, you can go to afit.io. That's a p h i d dot io, or you can do dot ai. Either one. Uh, we're on all social platforms: uh, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. And then me personally is at Brandon Cooper. Uh, the and the Coopers zeros, and that's Instagram and uh, Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter and uh, and in Instagram. As you can reach me out there too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, really, really enjoyed uh, talking to you. Uh, for anybody that's listening, you know, please like, share, subscribe. Success at scale with Triple G Ventures. So happy to have you here. And until we see you next time, peace.